we're going to take the long way around, so bear with me. So there was a man who tried, honestly tried, to do the right thing. He believed in law and order, was generous to the best of his ability, and of course he was imperfect. Who isn't? And as it turns out, he was on a surface street in the middle of three lanes going in one direction, minding his own business and dodging the crazy Dallas traffic. And now in your mind, put yourself in the righteous man's car and see in your mind's eye possibly one of the largest pickup trucks ever sold to anyone in the city of Dallas. It was really a white pickup designed for the farm, but here it was, turning with the flow, fully taking over not only their own far right lane, the turn lane, but also the full middle lane, which was occupied by the righteous man. Imagine the slamming on of brakes and, oh, the thoughts of the righteous man, what is that truck even doing within the city limits? Don't you loathe people who can't drive? The made-up stories about the truck driver's heritage, his IQ, then came forth in the mind of the righteous man. In the fullness of time, later that evening, while returning from his righteous errands, the righteous man was turning with the flow of traffic on that very same road used by the inexperienced rube with the oversized truck. And lo, it came to pass that the righteous man made his turn and also used the middle lane. But that's okay. It was a really tight turn. Now, to be sure, I prefer the sort of Christianity that preaches forgiveness for me but holds others accountable to the rules and norms of the road. Perhaps we all do. And when I made that turn and used the middle lane, just like the truck driver before me, these are real moments for real learning for the Christian. I caught myself not being generous, not giving the other person a break. Now, of course, I knew the rules. I've been driving for some time now, but you see, I needed just a skosh more room to complete my turn, and had you been in the car, you would have agreed with me. Today's gospel reminds us that the matters of our hearts are far more important than the legalistic matters of old customs, again showing us that it is what outside of us has nothing to do with what defiles us, but the evil that can fester and grow within our hearts can actually corrupt our lives when we don't bridle our tongue keep a close watch on our thoughts, it has consequences. We act upon those things. This encounter with Jesus and the Pharisees 
happened after a legalist noticed that Jesus' disciples were eating food without washing the hands. The Old Testament law demanded that hands be washed before you touch the food. Yet the apostles, these former fishermen, carpenters, tax collectors, rabble-rousers, were defying the letter of the law by not purifying themselves before sitting down to supper. Jesus quotes back at these legalists, you hypocrites, honor me with your hand washing, but your hearts are far from me. Now the good news is that when we allow the Spirit to come into our hearts, it is very possible, even likely, that our hard attitudes can be worked over. It turns out that the heart is the actual soil of the human spirit. And the Holy Spirit of God moves around in this soil of our spirit. The purpose of Jesus' teaching is to remind us that many more of us are in need of uh, being washed up on the inside than on the outside. And this can be actually hard to hear, but we needn't turn it into something shameful. God created us human after all. It's easy to point to a Christian and say, look at this nincompoop, or you didn't do that right, or wow, what a fail. It's easy to do that because our bar, the bar that we aspire to, is so high. We're going to fail. That's a given. That's why God came to us in Christ Jesus, our Redeemer. We are a branch of the church that has reminded others over and over that it's the heart that matters, and not so much the outward. And although we Episcopals love our rituals, Jesus also lets us know that ritual is merely a lens for some to sharpen the focus of God in Christ Jesus in our lives. What we do around this altar, in fact, our whole style of worship is meant to be a lens that focuses our attention on Jesus. This story of the Pharisees shows us how ritual, the outer worship of Jesus, if used incorrectly, can pull us away from the glory and truth of the Lord. It's all about how the ritual helps to bring God closer. Ritual becomes a means of grace only when we are not distracted by it or turn it into something that, frankly, it's not. We can see this sort of thing play out in almost every facet of our lives. Who has not known a co-worker or an employee who acts as if their job is what pays the bills so they can live a life rather than an opportunity for them to help their company, their corporation, their team achieve its goals and thereby share in the rewards. For those of us who've been managers or owners, you know what that's like to have an employee like that. 
marriage is this wonderful institution, and it has this even more wonderful way of helping us to see Christ and our spouses, even when we're in the middle of disagreement. And yet we have friends who abuse this sacred institution for their own purposes. They turn it into something that it's not. Again, our gospel reminds us to seek righteousness in everything that we do, to understand that for somebody who's wired like me, that driving may not be so much as getting from point A to point B, not so much that, as to offer a way to extend grace and forgiveness to others. That's my opportunity that God has given me within driving in Dallas. This week, take the opportunity to catch ways to give somebody a little grace. Be encouraged to use life as an avenue to love God through loving other people. And it's in this way that we honor created humanity. It's this way that we don't get focused on being angry or being angry at somebody's driving. That's like being angry at a dog, for crying out loud. Loving God through loving others helps us to be focused not only on the soil of our own soul and allowing the Spirit to come in, but also extending grace and peace to God's people outside, outside of these walls. So this week, find some time and do precisely that. Spend less time on worrying about how things ought to be and in the middle of the way things are. Be God's grace and light and peace and forgiveness. All of our lives will be better for it. I'm convinced of this. Amen.